minus five. Okay. Uh, according to that weird robot voice, uh, we're recording in progress. We got 40 minutes. We're on a tight window here. Um, what was it? We, we've been trying to record on our traditional app that we normally use, which is Zencaster, and it's down for some reason. So we're recording on Zoom like we're in the middle of the pandemic. It's down. It's down. It's down. Zoom is down. Or uh, <laughs> Zencaster's down. Where were yins when Zencaster went down? Where were yins? Uh, so welcome back. This is episode um, 14. Uh, it's crazy because I think it's only like what? Like week 10 of the college football season? Week 11. Week 11 of the I just saw, I wouldn't know if I didn't just see it because I just looked at ESPN to look at our uh, things from last week. Dude, this has been a really, really fun. Like, obviously, we do this every week, even if we weren't on yeah. the air. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, getting this out and talking about niche college football stuff is, like, such a weird, big part of my life, even though it probably shouldn't be. It's <laughs> it's nice to, like, this is like a, an out loud journal for us to, like. Oh, yeah talk back and forth and by the way it really all starts with david shaw being a staunch conservative which does we don't know if it's true or not but his football coaching style makes me think that he was there on january 6th david shaw was up all night expecting the red wave and it just didn't come and he, didn't no, one come. Was, no one was more upset than him he was like he's like we're gonna take he's like we're gonna take that pa senate seat and then listen he should recruit fetterman dude's a, dude's a legit six eight yeah, that could be, talk about the tight end, open up the red zone threat. Come on now. Dude, imagine imagine having imagine having Andrew Luck and just seeing Fetterman in the flat, just dropping that little <laughs> dropping that right over the fucking defense. Like you love it. Picture this in a perfect world. Okay. All right. No. Colby Fleener. Andrew Luck drops back the pass, fakes the handoff to Toby Gerhardt, and then throws it to Fetterman in the in like a, a, a on a so probably a post corner route. Little pose, little fade to the back. Yeah, Just yeah. Go to the go to the corner. Gary C. Green. Um, yeah, that that's some you know. That's reservations for six. People love that. There's some that's there's some dude in our chat right now. He's like, that's the way football is meant to be played. That's right. That's right, dude. Uh, David Shaw is uh, for I do I will give Stanford credit. Uh, they are going a little bit faster. <laughs> they're finally catching up they're like they're running finally like, like they're finally like them is they're finally doing like rich rod offense from like 2006 which is completely obsolete now which is like yes. completely fucking obsolete so and this is sense. something that we could talk about this is something we could talk about listen i don't know if i have the energy or stamina to talk about west virginia football it's not uh, west virginia football it's the coaching uh, carousel the coaching carousel um are you do you how many more times can you bear to hear Rich Rod's name before you lose it. I don't want Rich Rod back. I don't want I I'll tell you what I want. I want the guy. I want Signetti. I like Signetti. I want the dude from App State or I want Jamie Chadwell. I want those. I don't think we're gonna get a big guy here. I don't think Hugh Freeze. I mean, Hugh Freeze could come. His buyout's tiny. Dude. So. Hugh Freeze is a PR nightmare. Can we limit PR nightmares? What what did he do? He got to- but he got some hookers, right? He had some other stuff go on, the recruiting violations, scumbag stuff. Listen, I don't care if – give me the scummiest coach in the world. I just want to win 10 games. That's all I care about. I don't, I'm, at, I'm at the point of my career where I have seen consistent six-game seasons and five-game win seasons. I don't care who coach. I don't give a shit. Can you win 10 games? Cool. Get them in there. I don't – listen, whatever. Give me fucking – I don't care. I just don't – at this point, I'm like – because Neil Brown's the ultimate nice guy, and everybody's like – 
oh, you know, we don't want to see him go. And I'm like, dude, you got to win at the end of the you day. You got to win. You got to win. I don't care how nice you are and the slogans like, and the recruiting classes. It's all about winning. He's great, but give me one of those. But, I mean, that was – we'll get into that on our recap of how West Virginia – But uh, 14 and a half points. The I, – I was – here's how, you know, much of a whatever word you want to call me – savant i am with football uh i went back and i found online you can find this online some teams will leak playbooks or just like they've been around long enough where yeah. like yeah we'll we'll you know you can find them online i saw and found west virginia's preseason training camp plan and playbook from like 2005 2006 2005 yeah so Rich Rod had a list of team rules. Also, this is when Rich Rod was rampantly cheating and running extra practices, if we remember correctly. It's okay. Uh, the he had a weird rule. He had like a list of team rules. All right, and one stood out to me. It was like rule number seven, and it was, "Don't use our Xerox machine." Okay. Why would he? I don't get that. I, I don't know. I, I, listen, I have no idea. I don't. We want to get inside the mind of Rich Rod right there. It's get inside the mind of a Rich Rodriguez. Listen, he he, Rich Rod. I don't know. All I know is he was like one of the first dudes to say spread him out and run it in, and we love that. But did you know how that started? I don't. He was at Glenville, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what had happened was it was a basic like shotgun handoff to a running back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was in practice. His quarterback dropped the snap and everybody was on, it was like inside zone. So all the linemen were on zone blocking scheme and the quarterback just took off to open space. And that was it. And that was it. Richie's like, that's it. Let's just do that. And then he found, and then he found a little kid from, uh, where's he, where's Pat from Daphne, not Daphne, Alabama, Daphne, Alabama, Daphne, Alabama. And, uh, Alabama recruited him to play like receiver or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, that, that always happens. They're like, Oh, this kid wanted to play, you know, defensive back. And then some team gave a shot at quarterback and then you're like, Oh shit, it's actually pretty good. But yeah, I mean, gone. Pat White ain't walking through that door. God, I wish he was. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd give anything to watch Pat White play four more years of college football. Let's uh, let's do a recap real quick. And then we'll get into uh, dude. I got some, I got some news. I got some spice. Okay. It's a somber recap. Um, so I'm just going to go through it. We're going to do a matter of fact. We're just, you know, I'm going to be like Coach Tomlin reading out the injury report. There's no fluff. There's no spice. I'm just going to go down the board. Read it. Yenzer started last week at 11.25 units. The end of the week at 6.85 units. The biggest culprit was Boise State just killing us. Um, Boise State minus 7.5. And I'm going to say this is why. I'm going to put this on me because usually we do a lot of our own picks. I know Frank had his own picks. This was an absolutely sharp banger pick. I think I mentioned it briefly on the pod last week. But any guy that you talk to that is a professional gambler, universally across the void is Boise State. There's one service that I get for free. I'm not going to name the site because I wanted to get doxxed. But the guy puts out a 90 play maybe once a year, and it was Boise State. So, you they know, lost like, outright. Outright, which is crazy. I didn't actually watch the game. I watched Sorry. every second of it in the back of a comedy club screaming at my phone, and everyone thought I was crazy. That'll happen. But Boise State lost. I'm just going to go through my list. Boise State minus seven and a half, outright loser. Iowa money line plus 160, winner. UNC minus seven and a half. That one kind of hurt. We were winning that one, got backdoored. UGA minus They need two. it on the two. They kneeled on the two. That's true. I mean, so that one kind of hurt. UGA minus two, West Virginia plus 14 and a half. Fuck, West Virginia couldn't even keep it within two touchdowns. And then Clemson minus three, outright loser. So, you know what? Didn't have the best week. Uh, Frankie 
Frankie was okay. He had Navy or not Navy, excuse me, it was Wisconsin, Maryland under 50 and a half winner, Georgia Tech under 41. Uh, that was a winner, right? No, that was a loser. Yeah, that was over. That went over. That went over. Liberty, Arkansas under. That was a winner. Uh, Bama LSU under that was a loser, and then Boise State minus six loser for him. That Bama LSU under came in. That Bama LSU over came in yeah. after I had already lost uh, so much money on Saturday yeah. that I wasn't even mad. Yeah, no, I mean it was it, it was, was one of those. Bad. It was one of those where I was like, it's over now. I'm content. I'm done. Can I tell you this is maybe they'll take my card away for this. So last week, great football weekend, Georgia Tennessee. Don't don't say it. I maybe watched. Three minutes of college football last week. You're relegated. Sorry. You're banned. Sorry. You're relegated. I listen, I didn't want to, I'm not happy about it, but it happened. So I'm just just telling the people I'm honest with the people. So I respect you know the honesty, but I mean like attitude reflect leadership, Captain. Listen, uh your boy, your boy's having a little it's cruising the neighborhoods. Okay, it's having a good time. Cruising so, the neighborhoods. What do you mean by that? Are you in a are you spinning the block on people? But no, <laughs> Spin the block twice like there ain't nowhere to park. Okay. That's what I was doing. But, you know, we were walking around when, when it kind of went all over Cincinnati, had a little day date, had a little too much wine. Maybe it got away from the boys. I don't know. But that's okay. Did not watch any football last weekend. I watched a little bit of the West Virginia game, and that was about enough for me to just turn it off. And I don't think I'm going to watch football anymore today. Yeah, I watched a little bit of the West Virginia game, and it was literally I like I wasn't even mad. I was just watching, being like, "Oh yeah, we suck. Oh yeah, another false start. Oh yeah, another blown coverage. Oh yeah." That's and that was why it was pretty much it. But the recap as it stands: Yenzer at six point eight five units, Dimes at six point two five. God, it sounds like doom and gloom. We've had a backslide. That's what gambling is. You're hot and cold. We are still up over thirteen units. We, I mean, so. we, dude, we we got punched in the mouth. We need a get right game. I think we need to get right game. We need to get, we need to play like a D3 team. We need to get our guys in there. We want to get the kids in there, you know, running some different stuff. So, you know how, like, in like week 12, Alabama will play like the Citadel? Yeah. Well, that's what we need. That's what we need. Like, a, I need, we just need like a, just team to beat up on, get back. And I'm getting back to fundamentals. Um, I'm only doing a little bit of crazy stuff early, but we're stressing tackling this week. We're wrapping up. We're hitting the sleds. Run fit, run fit, hitting holes. I'm going to be watching college football again. And like I said, I mean, you know what, though? I felt kind of good taking a week off. I still watch. Like, I still watch all the recaps and everything. And, you know, you want to take a week off. I wouldn't – maybe it wasn't the best weekend to take is uh, Georgia, Tennessee and all that stuff. But, you know, I feel good about it. Okay, no regrets. No regrets. All right, well, as long as as long as you have no regrets, I guess that's fine. Watch five episodes of Love is Blind. Pretty great show. What is that? It's on Netflix. What is that? Our, our three lady listeners are loving it. Love no, we have more than that. What is that? Love is Blind. It's like yeah. a Netflix reality show where these people like uh just watched an episode about an hour ago. It's like they meet in this, like they can't see each other and they talk, and then that's the person you have to get engaged to that person. It's wild. That sounds like hell on earth. It's you would you would hate it. Imagine, imagine you got on that show and just talking to a girl, and it's always funny because like they can't I can't you, see them. You can't see them. No, yeah, this is not gonna work. Like, I'm sorry. Like, but like the dude's always at the girls are always like, what are your dreams? Like, what do you want to be? And like the guy has this perfect question. He's like, let's say, uh, let's say we were at a concert. Can I put you on my shoulders? Like they always ask like, dude, I swear to God, they always ask like probing. He was like, let's say, uh, he's like, let's say hypothetically you played football. What position do you think you'd be? And she's like, I'd be quarterback. He was like, realistically, she's like left guard. He's like, I knew it. 
I knew it. Like they always ask these like little probing questions. It's, it's good. Listen, if you're going to, every dude that's in a relationship knows what I'm talking about because like, it's, it's kind of trash. It's great. It's a good show. I'm not going yeah. to trash. It's a good fucking show. Big fan season three out right now. I'm happy you're in a relationship because that doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen for me. No, I, I gotta, I gotta end things with the, with the, with I the mean, girl I've been seeing. I'm going to tell you this and everybody's going to tell you the same thing. Honestly, it happened. It only happens when you stop looking. It only happens. Like when it's like one of those things, it's like when you're not even expected, that's when it rolls. My up. dad told me to keep shopping around. So I'm going to keep shopping around. Listen, I mean, you're in New York city. You can listen. How many you're basically in the plot of a rom-com every day. This is true. And I just had some really good professional photos taken of me today, buddy. I look good. When are you going to send one to me? Uh, whenever they get, I guess, edited, edited, did. And you're going uh, to sign it. You're going to sign it for me. I'll put, I'll put my signature at the bottom of it. Yeah. And will you put like to my favorite chuckle fucker, Yenzer? Here's looking at you, kid. Here's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, so I guess a little bit. Let's let's update me, uh, the folks. Can, can, I, can we do something real quick? Because this is, I think, this is important before we get over this. Yes. We all know the career plan for the DGNYC podcast is obviously Frankie's stand-up takes off, and then I become his manager, and then he blows up internationally, and I take like all of his money, and we have a falling out, and then like 15 years later, like we go up on a podcast and we make up. Like that's definitely our arc. 15 years. Yeah. I mean, I know 15. Like you took all my money to gamble 15 years 15 years later we're on oprah because she'll still be alive and and then we like and franklin i have to introduce you to someone ben can you step out please i'll just like come out and i'll be like i'm sorry frankie you know the (laughs) lifestyle got too big for me and you're like you hurt me brother and then it ends with us like emotionally crying i still love you and i'm just like remember back in the day when we were two kids with a dream and you're like and you're like, I forgive you. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, if you look at like, are you even a good stand-up comedian if someone close to you doesn't take like half your money? Dude, like, I feel like that's what happens, dude. Dane Cook oh, like Dane. lost so much money from his brother. His brother. You can't trust anybody, bro. No. And especially not your co-host, because he will. Listen, I only take like we've already, we've already shut that'll that'll be into the next. I know you got this, but like the can we go over the reception to last week's podcast? I Listen, sure yeah backlash um oh had, we're getting backlash i know we've we've stumped we've we've plummeted out of the charts i've noticed that oh no yeah oh no oh might be might be because of me might be because you're bleeping me maybe the maybe our maybe all of our our of our uh oan listeners, are funny the bleeps yenzer's not saying crazy things i'm bleeping him for comedic effect maybe our oan listeners are like let him talk maybe he was let the boy good, talk yeah maybe he's about to make a good point but i mean a lot of people are like, wow, didn't know, didn't know we had that side of you. Didn't know you're such a scumbag. And I was like, yeah, thanks. So a lot of people are upset, but that's okay. Do you think there's a large overlap between our listeners and people who think Herschel Walker is like a good guy? I don't think so. Okay. I saw, I saw, I saw a really great tweet today. There was like someone told Herschel Walker there was going to be a runoff on the 26 and he started lining up like it was the 40. <laughs> like, that's a weak tweet. Just print that one up. But go ahead. I'm sorry. We went on with a tangent. Oh, go on. Dude, well, no. Uh, this kind of makes sense. Herschel Walker fought some MMA fights, right? Oh, God, yeah. Dude, you know I really don't like fighting sports Yeah. because um, I'm, well, a big softie. Yeah. And I have been watching the old UFC pay-per-views as they're if great. they're movies. 
They're great. Dude, I'm on UFC. Oh, I think I've watched the first four. I'm on UFC five. Dude, I wish they stayed like this. Dude, they were so crazy. I remember going out to like, I remember when I was like probably like 12 or 13 going out to like, I don't know if it was like Kmart or something, but they had like the dollar DVD bins and all it was was like old UFCs. I remember spending like 20 bucks buying all of them and just going home in the summer just binging them. They're they're nuts. There's dude with like the dude with one boxing glove. Yeah, he had one boxing glove and shoes on. Mm-hmm. There's a dude that's like 600 pounds and his teeth get kicked all over the fucking ring. As soon as the fight starts, kicks right. There's a guy that does a Nazi salute. Yeah, he- yeah, he does. He goes every fucking every part of the. He does an H man. He does H man to this to the crowd. And I'm telling you, it was well, but that's that was like the shit where like John McCain was trying to like ban it. That shit was wild. Bro. He was trying to ban it. Oh yeah, that was a huge thing. Human conflict. The UFC banned, dude. Like there was that was the cover of Sports Illustrated. It was like John McCain is like says UFC is human cockfighting. It was great. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's a little blast. You could that. punch people in the cock in that. Yeah, you could. They're, dude, sea shots were way allowed. Sea shots. Sea shots ever, were allowed, bro. Any every, means necessary. Also, there were no rounds. I no. watched a fight. I watched it was UFC four. It was Hoist Gracie, the father of BJJ, or one, yeah. you know, the BJJ guy. Yeah. And this uh older wrestling guy from Michigan who looks like he trains in like a basement that's mostly wood and he wears gray sweatsuits like all over. Like was you know it Dan I mean. the B Severin? I think it was Dan Severin. And he like it was a 15 minute fight, dude. And Hoist Hoist ended up winning, but it was 15 minutes, bro. You know the crazy thing about Hoist Gracie though? What? So he was like the third best member of his family, and they picked him to fight because he was the smallest. Because like I think it was Hoyler and there was another two other brothers. They all the R fucking R names. Yeah. But they picked Hoist because he was the smallest. And he wasn't, he was supposedly not even the best fighter in the family, but they wanted to put the smallest dude out there to show how dominant they were. Imagine what a flex that is. Dude, dude that's actually insane. Yeah, he was not even so. We're going to put the asked, runt of the litter out there and he's still going to dominate yeah, this league. Literally, they looked at him. They're like, we have two other studs in the barn and we're not going to put him in there. We're going to put Hoist out there and Hoist just fucking rolled. Dude. Don't ruin outcomes for me, but do the brothers ever get in the ring? um later but not hoist was pretty much like once he started getting big he was like the ufc like bell cow for the longest time yeah i his brothers have fought before i'm curious to see what happens in ufc five six and beyond uh ufc six i think is when buffer the announcer shows up Mm -hmm. uh they've been having this guy g-man or as me and my buddy uh who lives across the street uh, have been calling him g-spot nice Uh, g-spot gets on the mic and he's like hoist Gracie, well, Gracie, I love the double announcer. The double last name. That's the double announcer. Set. If I got introduced in any, in any sport under the double announcement, like that's like the old school Yankee. Brinegar, Brinegar. That's like the old school Yankee treatment too. That's- <laughs> Number two, Derek Cheetah. Number two. That's so tough. But the thing is, like with those old, like you'll you'll watch it. It is kind of cool to watch like the old evolution of like I don't know why now we're a UFC pod, but like. You'll see like the guys, and you'll see like okay, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is the biggest thing, and then like American wrestling is the most dominant thing. And you'll see like Randleman and Severin and Liddell, Tito Ortiz, all those dudes, and then it goes to striking, and then it goes to it goes back to Jiu Jitsu, and now you're dealing with the fucking like Dagestani guys that can't that just their uh, their fucking wrestle fucking is just unbelievable. Like they so it is kind of cool to see like the Dagestani is that the Russian dudes. That's like, that's like Nurmagomedov and all those dudes. Like that's like Habib and all his guys. Okay. Like, and what do they do? 
they are just like nonstop pressure wrestling. Like it's, it's kind of, there's some dude that's like super in UFC. That's like, this guy's already talking about, but just to like, if I was going to do like the big short and explain what UFC is for now, those dudes are just pure pressure relentless. And it's almost like a lot of the wrestlers would just like use their, they would just use like, you know, they gradually kind of grind you down where these guys are just full pressure. They're trying to get you to mount They're They're hitting you. And it's just like, it's they're relentless. Like there's no time to catch a break and they're just like the best wrestlers in the world. And like championship, but all of Habib's dudes are all fucking killers. Like they're all just killers. That's crazy. Uh, you think of like a tiny little country and like, they are just dominating dudes, but, but they wrestle bears as children. Yeah. They do fucking wrestle bears. They rest, but like, they're just fucking, I mean, they're just built different. Like I'm sure if you really want to do it, there is like a good, there's a good, I think it's a Netflix documentary about like Habib and all his dudes, but I mean, it is just so much pressure and so much relentless. Their yeah. cardio is incredible. And usually you think of cardio as strikers because you know, wrestlers have good cardio, but these guys are just nonstop pounding you just like as soon as they're on top, hitting you in the face, looking for chokes. And it's just that's crazy. Um, I'm excited to see um, like what type of fighting is like, because I would like to see people stand each other up and sort of box a little bit. That was like, dude, what's so funny is that was like whenever like it got super popular, like late 2000s, that's like definitely when it was when you see like Liddell and Anderson Silva. And that was kind of it. But like at the end of the day, I mean, there's going to be evolutions to it, but wrestling's always going to be the number one skill set because it's the one thing where you can just, if you can't get out of some dude, if some dude's holding you on the ground, you can't do it. Like, you know, you can catch a lucky strike and get, you know, get knocked out, but it's very rare that a great wrestler gets defeated by a yeah. bad wrestler, but a great striker get defeated by a bad striker. If he just, just takes one, yeah. too much volatility. What may, what's crazy is for those who aren't UFC people and you can relate to me cause I'm not a UFC guy. Yeah. So these old ones, they're making them fight like three, four times a night. Oh yeah. It's, it's tournament style. It's a no tournament style. And so what I thought was not fair, um, it was in like UFC three, I think, uh, a guy gets injured before the final and they throw an alternate into the final and yeah. he wins. Yeah. And this guy is fresh and has to face a guy who's fought three times tonight. And mm -hmm. like he wins obviously and is the champion of the UFC. Like, yeah. how is that fair? They were still figuring it out. I guess. So folks, for those uh, also wondering, the commentary team is not great. Joe Rogan's going to show up before you know it. He shows up pretty early on. The number one, the, 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 the number one mic in the very first UFC was atrocious and they shipped yeah. him out. And then, uh, but Jim Brown was the number two mic. And for yeah. some reason they kept Jim Brown, who's a football player. Yeah. Dude, he has no idea what's going on. Dude, you got to think there's literally nobody did because you're pretty much inventing a sport. Like, okay, I mean, fair you, enough. Fair enough. Like you got to think like they had to, like they, their best idea was bringing like somebody that was like, does like any sort of like, you could maybe bring like a boxing guy, but the boxing guy doesn't know what the fuck, like as soon as it goes to the ground, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. But like, I don't know. Jim Brown was like kind of low key famous though, like around that time. Really? Like, actor, big activist, like trying to think who would be today if we try to get it. But I don't know. It's just, it's kind of wild to think about where it was, but like, yeah, you can find those old fights on YouTube. UFC one, two, three. Yeah, watch them. Yeah, I might watch. I might watch number five to, tonight. Yeah, I, I skipped through all the dumb like weigh-in stuff and just watch like the fight. Yeah, but and just, I am learning a lot of more. Uh, dude, in the nineties, it seems like a lot of dudes were out there doing karate for no reason. Well, you think when they were because they were just literally what would happen is they'd go and they'd be like, well, we need to fill this up, and they would just go to like dojos and be like, who's your best guy, and they'd just send them in. 
And then what would happen is you'd get some guy like Dan Severin that was just a fucking wrestler and would just pull that dude to the ground and just sweat him out for 15 minutes. Yeah. There's very, I think there's maybe like been one successful karate guy in the UFC, Leona Machida, but karate is crazy. Every kid that did karate, uh, that I grew up with, if you did karate, you probably went to a different house on weekends. Yeah, it wasn't, it's not, I mean, the thing is, it seems like, I don't, I mean, I don't know a ton of dudes that did anything like maybe kids did some boxing, but it was like wrestling and maybe boxing. Now wrestling was big where I'm from wrestling. We have a really good wrestling program. High school, high school, it seemed like a lot of dudes were doing jujitsu too. Like BJJ, like right around like that time. Like I knew multiple people that were big into jujitsu. Dude, a lot these BJJ guys now, again, the, the buddy that's across the street. Yeah. These BJJ guys are scary, bro. Well, that's listen, that Yo, goes, you want to go roll? Yeah, I'm gonna no, go roll. No, I don't want my neck or knees to be fucked. But I mean, I've, I used to go a couple times in high school, and this is if anything, it'll teach you this. And this is maybe this is a life let's take for the younger kids listening to this. This is a good lesson when you're going out to bars, not to get in fights. You have no idea who is out there that can just absolutely turn your lights off. It could be some dude that's like five, six, 130 pounds, could sleep you. Yeah. And like, once also, you there's no advantage to fighting because you fall and hit your head on the pavement and you die. Yeah. Like, or you I, kill a guy and then you're in jail. Yeah. Pretty cool story, though. I guess. <laughs> but it's like, it gets to the point where, like, you literally will see dudes. And, like, I mean, I would go roll with dudes, and they'd be guys, like, half my size would immediately tap me out. And you're just like, oh, it's just levels to this shit. So, I mean, if you learned anything, it doesn't matter how big you are. Unless you got some skill, like, bro, you're going to get smoked, even if something rolls, like, every other, like, month. Yeah. That's Too weird. Many, especially me. I'm all fucking limbs. I'm all, I'm all fucking arms and knees. Like, I'm just a knee bar waiting to happen for some dude. Like, he's going to roll me up and tear my rotator cuff immediately. Yeah, someone's going to throw me out of the ring like they threw DJ Jazzy Jeff out the door in uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Would you love, like, what if you were, like, Frank Gang? Because I know you like the taller girls. What if you're hooking up with some chick and she just immediately just, like, slips like an anaconda choke on you? Are you into it? Don't even know what that is, but I'm not going to be opposed to it. Like, what if you're, what if she's, like, behind you and she's put you in a heel hook? You're saying things. You're saying words. Yeah, you don't know what they mean? I don't know what they mean. Okay. Google it. But you know what? I'm going to agree to it. Speaking okay. of taller girls, check this chick out. I'm going to text her to you. Send it to me? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> you sound like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. No, I had it, and then it went away. Mm. Of course it did. Uh, so this chick, let me preface it by saying, before it gets sent, this girl uh, slid into my DMs on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Smoke? Yeah. Guess what her occupation is? Uh, hmm. Or guess what sector? I guess I shouldn't say occupation. Guess what sector? Uh, um, medical sales. Nope. Mm. Uh, hold on. Got medical sales. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with PR. No. Mm. Pick incoming. All right. Pick is delivered. Going Two on. picks delivered. Okay. I'm uh, not afraid of her. This, too many there's a lot of likes on that picture that worries me yeah yeah there is it worries me i don't like yeah there is i don't like seeing all those because especially it's not even like a very like it's not like a slutty picture no it's not it's not a slutty picture uh, are, you, are you seeing the remaining time on here frank yeah we have 10 minutes it's fine okay. i've been timing it too off off okay um i've been seeing that so i don't know good for you but that's a lot you're swimming and you're swimming in a uh so in a pretty full pool there. So come on. I'm just saying it's a lot of likes. I don't know. 
have confidence. So have confidence. you didn't answer. Uh, she works in the fashion sector. Oh, so is fucking everybody in New York. Jesus, the fuck's that care? She's pretty though. Yeah, that's like drive. That's like driving through like middle of nowhere, West Virginia. You're like, oh, I'm in the farmer industry. They're like, okay, yeah, you have a fucking John Deere hat. Every goes in the fucking fashion industry in New York. Point me one that doesn't. It's weird. It's fashion. It, like we've 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 chatted before, but mm-hmm. she went out of her way to DM me, and I'm noticing this was after like a night or two after I posted an Instagram story of me behind the DJ booth at a hot club in the city because my friend's a DJ. You love that. And I should have that told that story. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to tell the quick version, then we got picks. Okay. So my friend is a DJ. Picks? What? We're going to be able to get through our picks in time? Yeah. Okay. I Because uh, my rundown is take it. Okay. Um, so my friend is a DJ in the city, and she got me on the like this list. I get to skip the line at this hot club in Midtown. I walk up to it, and I'm like, Hi, I'm Franklin. I'm here for such and such. Uh, I'm on the list. And they go, oh, Mr. Miller, right this way. They give me like some black light stamp. I'm passing the line. It's awesome. So I'm in this club. Drinks are $25. Uh, I get a couple seltzer waters, crushing them. And sitting there dancing, listening to my friend, like do her DJ thing. It's, it's great. It's a really good time. In the middle of her set, she invites me up and another friend uh, up uh, onto the boot, like like onto the stage. Yeah. And so we're there, like, you know, like getting the crowd bump in. We're on stage and we we're on there almost as like as long as we like took a video and then yeah. like immediately got like kicked off stage because the club manager was like, Hey, we got we know you guys are friends with her, but we like we can't do this right now. And I was like, All right. 31 year old me, that sounds like a nightmare. As soon as we get back onto the dance floor area, mm-hmm. the amount of girls that came up to us was insane. You loved it. And all they did, they flirted with you, and they asked if you had any ketamine or cocaine. And you were like, you're like, of course, I like got both. I go, I, I go, what type? I, I go, what type of vibe are you looking for? She's like, I don't know. I'm more of like a K, like coke kind of girl. And I'm like, I'm like a chill guy. And then like her friends were walking away. I go, I think your friends are leaving you. I'm gonna be honest with you. New York City sounds like a nightmare. It's great. Sounds like a nightmare. We we we're we're off such a different vibe right now. It's we're club. I'm a club guy now. Oh. Charge it to the lifestyle. I'm a club guy now. Oh, man. All right. We got seven minutes. All right. Uh, I have one, two, three, five, five picks, but there's no real rhyme or reason to them. What I want you to do is since we got to hurry, you give me your picks. I'll give you mine. I just want you to go down the list. We're not going to go the list. Yeah. Here we go. A funder factory over here. Okay. Uh, Pitt and Virginia under 40 and a half. Both teams offense stink. One unit. One unit. All one unit this week. Okay. Rice, Western Kentucky, under 61. Any explanation? Fade the public. Okay. Uh, Boston College and NC State, under 41 and a half. NC State scores 38. Boston Boston College scores three. Uh, K-State, plus two and a half. They're better than Baylor. Okay. Uh, Texas Tech, Kansas, under 64. You're just loving these unders. They hit. Okay. That's everything. That's it. No explanations for these. I gave quick explanations. Quick ones. You okay. told me to run it down. I said, I said, give a quick explanation. So I'm going to give mine, which is you kind of touch on it. I'm going NC state 
Uh, I think it's minus, what is it, around 19 and a half? Yes, it is. Yeah. Give me NC State minus 19 and a half. The same reason you said, I don't think Boston College is going to score more than 10. I think NC State can get in the 30s yep. um, pretty easily. So I sounds thought like, – Sounds like we're basically on the same pick on that. I was base, I was leaning towards the over, but I didn't – I think NC State rolls. I think NC, NC State wins by 20 to 30. That is going to be a one-unit play, NC State minus 19 and a half. Give me Penn State minus 10 and a half against Maryland, one-unit play. Ooh. Is, Tua, of, is, is Tagovailoa still hurt? He's always in and out, but I like Penn State. I like how they're, they, it seems like they're starting to gel a little bit. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm looking at this. I don't think Maryland's going to be able to keep up. I don't think Maryland, even with that offense, is going to be able to score a ton. You were kind of on that under last week. Um, give me Penn State, 10 and a half, one unit play. Uh, next, I have UCF plus one and a half. That is a two unit play. So UCF okay. up and down, but they're actually on the road, not at the bounce house. UCF's been pretty good to me. The bounce UCF, house. The bounce house. UCF plus one and a half, two unit play. And then I'm doing another alternate. This was, I lost last week because of West Virginia. Uh, I'm still, I think like, God, like seven and three on these, six and three, something on these, still doing really good. I'm going to do over 58 and a half West Virginia, Oklahoma with Bama minus six, two unit play. Uh, Western Oklahoma, they're going to score. Western is going to get back to scoring against Oklahoma. And then Bama should be pissed off against Ole Miss. And obviously, Saban still loves to kick the shit out of Lane Kiffin. So I don't think he's going to take his foot off the gas. Six unit play, or excuse me, Bama minus six, two unit. Yo. No, easy on that. Two unit play. So I'm going to recap these real quick. Pitt UVA under 40 and a half, one unit play. Rice under 61. Yep. One unit play. BC NC State under 41 and a half. We can middle that. One unit play, K-State plus two and a half, one unit play. Texas Tech, Kansas under 64, one unit play. Yinzer's got NC State minus 19 in the hook, one unit. Penn State minus 10 in the hook, one unit. UCF plus one and a half, two units. And over 58 and a half, West Virginia, Bama minus six, two unit parlay. That breaks down to about minus 104. So pretty no juice on that. Look at that. We even got three and a half minutes to spare. Wow. Um, let's, let's use this. Let's use this three and a half minutes wisely. Okay. So, I mean, those are the picks. I think we're going to do pretty good next week. I think what I'm going to do is I think next week, depending on how I go, I might spray the board. I might do an eight or nine pick week next week. Cause I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm chopping it and it's hurting my variance. I know you, you were going small and you know what? I, I looked at my board last week. I played about 11 picks and I went about seven and four. And it seems like I played the four that lost. So I mean, yeah, well, I went, I got murdered. <laughs> got murdered. But next week also, I don't want to, I don't want to do too many teasers. Um, next week also, I, I just remembered a story, but I want to save it for next week. Okay. So it's not going to be quite as degenerate as the one last week, but we're getting back to the roots. It's a pretty degen story. Can you um, tease it? Um, no, I'm going to go completely blank. Come want- on. Now, now I'm actually, I am upset that I, I kind of wanted to hear it. It's it's pretty good. We're gonna say for next week. Okay. We're gonna go back to D. We're gonna do that. I actually have some good stuff for Broad Corner next week. Okay. Well. So we got. I'll have stuff. an update. Oh, dude. Uh, I you remember the Australian chick that I'm in love with? Yes. So my friend, uh, they were at a party together, and I told her to put a good word in her. She was like, "Oh, don't worry, I got you." Yeah. So, you know, maybe couple, maybe send it maybe send a DM her way in the in the couple irons in the fire. Couple irons in the fire. All I'm going to say is the New York club scene sounds exhausting. I'm glad I don't have to do it. I'm a club guy now. Oh, God, that's the worst evolution. Dude, these, like, young, fresh-out-of-college kid, like, first-year analyst, like, finance guys, 
were asking me and my buddy, how much did they make you guys pay to get in? We go, oh, nothing. We got in for free. We're friends with the DJ. And they go, we paid $200. Yeah, those dudes those dudes are also making like 190000 out of college. So. I don't know about that. Those dudes are were some marks, man. They were some marks. Let me tell you, those dudes, they're fine. They're fine. They're, I'm, sure, I'm sure daddy's pocketbook is helping them out. They're fine. Quick thing before uh, yes. we run out of time. Uh, World Cup starts soon. How far do you think USA goes? Because I might put a future in on USA to make it out of group play at like plus 100 something. I think they make it out of group because who's in their group? It's England. Wales and Ireland. Wales. They'll beat Iran. Wales will be the tricky one. England. Yeah, you got it. You got to get if you beat Wales. It's over, obviously. Yeah. But uh, you got to get you got to get some points. All right. We're less than a minute. Uh, any any closing words? <sighs> We're going to get back on track. This is a get right week. And uh, next week we are going to go. Uh, I want to do a longer one next week because I got a lot of stuff. All right. We'll do a long one this week. Okay. All right. We have, we have technical issues. That's why we have to go short. Okay. Love you. Bye. See you, buddy. Love you.